Hey guys, Cass here. So, uh, I don't know, that pretty much gives it away. But uh, going to talk about a personal favorite. <clears throat> Directed by William uh, Friedkin. Produced and written by William Peter Blatty. Uh, and of course, based on um, William uh, Blatty's book uh, of the same title. Released December 26, 1973. Two hours of, uh, well, just really a hellish good time uh, going to talk about uh, The Exorcist. So, um, a 1973 American supernatural horror film. It was adapted by um, by the book from the same name as, as uh, for mentioned. Um, now, with... Um, with each uh following it the popularity they they wouldn't after this film they didn't quite know that it would become a franchise um and uh, of course be uh, be copied and and redone several times over now uh the book was inspired by the 1949 exorcism of uh Roland Doe now of course the details were changed of course cuz uh, it was a girl in the movie and the book uh and in this real life case it was a boy um, as well as a couple other things just given religion and so forth Forth. But, um, you know, the adaptation of the book itself uh, would stay really relatively close um, with the film. And I think that that definitely helped things just um, in the long run, just just making the film uh, what we came to love because the the terror that is mentioned in the book really it, it allowed for William Blatty to copy that and put it into the film. Um, now, of course, after this um the uh, the cast the crew all of them have mentioned that the uh, the the set there must have been something going on uh, couldn't quite claim it as a haunting but a lot of weird situations I know at one point the set did burn down as well as one of the um, the cast members toddlers was hit by a motorcycle and and later hospitalized now um, <clears throat> this would later go on to win it well be uh, nominated for several Academy Awards and win for Best Sound Mixing and Best Adaptive Screenplay. And it would be the first horror movie to be um, to be nominated for Best Picture. And, and that definitely shows in this film. It's it's certainly one of the best and, and I can see why, why it is considered one of the scariest. So um, our plot. Basically we have our, our two characters, Chris and, uh, and Reagan. Now Chris is a well-renowned actress. Um, very famous, very popular. And she's currently filming... Um, and uh, and living on location. Now, um, she, of course, she brought her her daughter Reagan with her. Um, now, Reagan finds a uh, a Ouija board. It makes no big deal out of it. Just like, oh yeah, I found it, and I've been talking to this Captain Howdy. <clears throat> She soon begins acting strangely, uh, as well as making mysterious noises. Chris is hearing weird things at night, assuming things like rats and so forth. And it's not until the bed starts to shake violently, as well as Reagan having an episode peeing in front of uh, some guests that Chris has over, that uh, that stuff really begins to escalate. Now, one night while Chris is out, um, the uh, babysitter as well, or babysitter nanny, she has to step out as well. So Burke is, um, which is one of uh, Chris's associates, seats in the film um, and on film because uh, it is her boss um, and in some in some ways she's also kind of in love with him he's babysitting Reagan but uh, so forth Chris comes to find out that he died from falling on a window and broke his neck at the bottom of the stairs outside of her house so it's soon after this um, that uh, the death soon is investigated by Lieutenant uh, 
Kinderman. He's kind of an awkward fella. He's kind of our comic relief, though. Um, which is, it, it's funny to think that you would need comic relief in a film like this, but it, but he definitely does kind of help lighten lighten things. Given given some of the scenes in this film are, are pretty gnarly. Now um, we were introduced to psychiatrist uh, Father Damien Karras. Um, now and you can see that this this man is definitely struggling with his faith. Uh, definitely is constantly questioning things. Um, within the Catholic religion amongst, uh, fellow, uh, fellow members. And, um, as we see this struggle for Regan and Chris, as she, uh, Regan's brought to the hospital and, and put through rigorous, um, and very like almost prehistoric, um, testing. Uh, and basically this, you know, it, it shows, shows the struggle going on between the two. Now, um, it's not till later in the film where Regan is uh is doing something with a crucifix that Chris basically is introduced to uh Father Karras and and that's when when we first hear the term exorcism <clears throat> now uh basically going forward you know you see Karras struggle with the the concept that they need to do an exorcism and it's not until later when um when some words are carved on uh on Regan's stomach that he he believes her and brings his word to the church and I think we we see one of the most iconic scenes um in film you know definitely need a young priest and an old priest <laughs> and uh and from there it's you know that that is the scene that we see copied time and time again uh and definitely just just reused now um the uh the cast we have ellen burston playing chris mcnell max von saito as father lanster marin lanix link Ugh, Lancaster Marin, uh, Jason Miller as Father Damien Karras, and our famous Linda Blair as Regan McNeil. Uh, our secondary characters go on, so on and so forth. You know, uh, William Kunderman, our lieutenant, that's Lee Cobb, uh, our nanny, that's Sharon Spencer, um, and, uh, or Sharon Spencer is Kitty Wynn, um, and just so on and so forth from there. Now, um, the, uh, the book was a huge success, and of course, that, that's why they wanted to come out with the film. Um, and, uh, but it, they wanted to, uh, to definitely, it was going to test, test things for people. And, and to this day, it definitely, it is, um, it tiptoes the line on what thing, what, people are comfortable with especially talking with faith this film definitely brings up a lot of questions about faith now um going forward from there the other controversy controversy was that uh friedkin used um linda blair for for some pretty vulgar scenes now watching it it looks like he used linda but i did a lot of reading a lot of research after this and came to find out you know she had a, a stunt double a 26 year old female with the same build as her and she did a lot of the the work especially the one scene i'm thinking with a crucifix um as well as uh he also used mercedes cambridge she's an experienced voice actress as the demon's voice now i i'm not sure i couldn't find anything in the research that i did but something did occur on set that uh william friedkin would never use her again um so uh and i guess later in some of the rewrites and uh the re-editions like the 25th anniversary and so on um he actually ended up doing some of the voiceovers himself just because he refused to work with this woman now um warner's you know actually had approached a few different directors instead of um 
uh, Friedkin, Friedkin, whatever the man's name is, William, but uh, Blatty insisted that they use him due to the um, his previous film, The French Connection. He brought a lot of energy to it, and he knew that this was going to reflect on his his novel, you know, his 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 life work, and. Uh, <clears throat> They would begin the um, principal photography uh, in early seventy, well, mid seventy two. Now, um, the of course the uh, the estimated run for shooting was was estimated low, and of course it would run over by about a just under a hundred days. Now, um, William F. really liked to use uh, some extraordinary lengths to uh, to get his actors to do what he needed, especially to get the scenes that he required. Now. Um, a few of these scenes in the special effects, they were using back harnesses on Blair and on Burston. And uh, they, t- both of them both suffered back injuries on separate occasions. And at one point, you do hear their painful screams. And that scream is an authentic, you know, their back is on fire. They're in so much pain. And, uh, you know, they, he ends up using that, which actually ended up pissing off... Um, uh, Chris, uh, other known as um, as Burston, she uh, she was not not impressed with the fact that he did use that that footage. Now, um, later in the film, he's trying to get uh, Father O'Malley, one of our secondary characters, to do uh, do exactly what he asked. I don't want to give away too much of the ending, but uh, essentially to get the solemn response, he ended up smacking him across the face, asking, you know, just prior to, do you trust me? Yep. Right across the face, and uh, quite a few Catholic crew members on set were pretty pissed off um, about that uh, that situation. Now, he also kept a gun with loaded blanks on set uh, that he would fire during takes, just so that he could get the illicit shock from his his actors, as well as promising actors that you know pea soup from the uh, Reagan and uh, and Reagan's dummy wouldn't you know would hit certain areas and end up hitting others, which you know their disgusted reactions are completely authentic. They were not expecting that. Now, I started off by playing uh, the uh, the music that is most known for this film, Tubular Bells. Uh, after doing some research, I guess there are other themes that people people consider the, the main theme for this. But Tubular Bells, I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like I would, I'd want to fight someone who, who would disagree with me on that. I... I do believe that you know tubular bells is is the one and only and and that scene where chris is just walking down the street and it comes on it's just it's so iconic and just it's it's just perfect for the film uh especially in the preview you know when you see the the priest arrive and he stands in the the light of the uh the house out front and and you hear that that theme come on it just the hair on your neck stands up it just there's it it's so evil in in its own way now uh the the stairs i i'm gonna have to look this up because i feel like it would definitely be my next uh, tourist destination somewhere in georgetown um and they on wikipedia of all places they give you a pretty good um uh destination on where to go of course you can always google maps uh use google maps uh, but for the, some of the iconic th- uh, scenes. They ended up using some uh, some thick rubber on these steps just to make sure that things would be okay. Uh, just during those those stunts and and so on. Now, uh, the film is is definitely one of my favorites, uh, especially for the early special effects. Um, and now this was uh, 
engineered by the makeup artist Dick Smith. And just some of the stuff, like they went through quite a few different trials for Linda Blair, tried different looks, and it wasn't until they settled on the right one under uh, under the, the camera settings that it just it seemed to pop without without making things look too fake or too uh, too over the top. Now, um, some of the scenes or some of the word wording that we later see uh, Reagan use, like I was saying, that was uh, dubbed out and redone with the uh, the director. Now, um, there's a scene that, and I didn't realize this, but I I saw this film after the 25th anniversary. the The scene where Reagan crawls down the stairs. Um, it, it just stands out in my mind. It was one of the freakiest scenes, and it it wasn't used in the original film. Uh, a few different reasons: the stunt um, itself required a harness, and you could see the wire in the film. It always it always seemed to glitter and show. So it wasn't until CGI was later developed that they were able to take that out. Um, and just it, the director felt that it it was too early in the film to show something that severe going on with Reagan, and it and just. In a way, I kind of agree with him with that, and I can see where development-wise, he he chose to to just drop it and and not include it till later on. <clears throat> now, um, I I don't know what what how you guys feel about it. This film, to me, in a way, yes, it's you know it it, it talks a lot about faith, but it, it it's the mystery of faith, and it, it leaves you leaves you questioning, you know your values, of course, uh, and sanity. And, and it makes a case for, for the spiritual forces. You know, there is there good, is there evil, and, and do they exist? Now, um, these uh, when the director saw the files based on the true story and the book, he knew he, this was going to be something, something else. It couldn't be the same old typical horror film that we know today. And, and the film should be an emotional provoke and it should make people reflect just just like typical artwork and uh i definitely shows given all his weird quirks he he created something that's it's going to live on through generations and to this day you know i've talked to people who were younger older and, and this film is is just one of those ones it's like you know what's the scariest movie i've ever seen the exorcist so uh it just Definitely, if you haven't seen it, I, I hope that rock you live under is comfortable. It, it, it truly is a perfect film. Um, each frame, just these small little details, the music, the the close-ups of uh, of Reagan's face later, and and the real transformation that goes on when when the demon takes over, you know, right up to the the fact that we see the the first act, and it it is. Uh, Father uh, Father Marin traveling to traveling to Iraq and his encounter with this demon who who he seems to to know and and are, has already encountered before to to our second act as it develops and this demon takes over over Reagan and and his later later involvement in the final final battle and it it's I'm stuttering right now because it truly is just such a great film. I just don't know what else to say. Like this film, you know, has been mimicked and copied so many times after. One of my favorites was in 1995. Uh, the Simpsons ended up using it in an episode, Home Sweet, Home Diddly Dumb Doodly. Um, and it features Bart, Lisa, and Maggie getting adopted by the Flanders family. After finding out that they are not baptized, Flanders brings them to the river to, of course, conduct their baptism. And uh, and Maggie's head goes a whole 360 degrees, just like our famous Linda Blair dummy. Um, of course, they couldn't make the, the, the true Linda Blair tilt her head that we see in that film. Now, the vomit that they did use um, 
was uh, tubing and the the special effects um, artists would end up using a, f a new age flat tubing that you couldn't really see put on the uh, the special effects adhesive and then uh, and then from there he'd be able to pump the pea soup which we uh, we would see as vomit and um, and go from there now the uh, the scene with the crucifix that uh, I'd forementioned it's pretty gnarly. I remember the first time I saw it, I was pretty disgusted. But after doing some research, um, you know, Linda Blair didn't understand really what she was doing at the time. All she knew, she was stabbing a box that was laying on her crotch. That's legitimately it. And uh, it's not till with those close-ups, as, as I was mentioning from the director, and the fast-paced um, editing that that we see, um, you know, the, the fear prevails. And it just, it, we don't know what's going on. And it, it really leaves leaves our imagination to just, just imagine the worst. worst. And um, if like I was saying earlier, guys, if you haven't seen it, this is the the world's best one of the world's best films it's been tried so many times to be uh to be mimicked copycatted and it's just just not gonna happen um so uh so i highly recommend everyone check it out including roger ebert he even gave it a four to four star review just saying you know it was it, it is one of the best films for christ's sakes the academy awards uh wanted to give it best picture they nominated it so if you haven't seen it rent it tonight guys check it out and uh and you know going forward i don't want to spoil the other ones because i i may use them later on but but i i would recommend maybe skipping the second and going to the third if uh if you do decide to check out the franchise and trilogy but well it's a franchise i don't know how many there are going forward i think there's four or five but uh i'd love to hear your guys thoughts um on what you thought of the exorcist if you've seen it if you haven't seen it check me out on twitter um uh, you can find me at uh, at the scare of you and uh and that's me signing off for another week thanks guys for uh, for listening